another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Maybe not such a great day for SpaceX, the Space Exploration Technologies Corporation. They just had a, um, a craft, a starship that exploded uh, shortly after launch. Thank God nobody was aboard. It was an uncrewed staff. But why were people applauding and cheering? I mean, this is... Uh, this is a strange country we live in. It is also a strange country that uh, when all of a sudden the House of Representatives takes a vote, the vote clearly represents public opinion. There's a brand new poll that shows that it does, and uh, it represents a, a victory for the Republican majority. It has to do with protection of women athletic programs. And yes, that's what the issue involved is. And uh, why is this being viewed, uh, treated as a some kind of a violation of crucial civil rights? Speaking of civil rights, is there a civil right to uh, celebrate marijuana today? Today, for reasons that uh, we will talk about. And no, it's not because it's Hitler's birthday, though it's that too. But it's also Marijuana Day, 420, April 20th. And uh, at uh, a moment like this, is this a time to get serious about this drug? And yes, marijuana is a drug. And uh, what it means for America and what it's doing for America or to America, we'll talk about that with Kevin Sabat. We'll also talk about the deeper meaning of Earth Day. How did Earth Day actually come about to be on Marijuana Day. Uh, I think that Earth Day actually preceded Marijuana Day and, and all of that on Adolf Hitler's birthday. It, it is a strange country with a lot of strange goings on, including, uh, believe it or not, all kinds of new lawsuits. They settled the Fox Dominion lawsuit but now Fox is being sued by Smartmatic. Uh, there is, is also a suit by Dominion against uh, uh, Newsmax, uh, against uh, One America's Network. There are continued lawsuits about whether or not actually the election was marred by fraud. That seems to be the key issue because, of course, there is no question about uh, defamation or about collecting on being libeled if they could actually prove that the accusations are true. Are they going to attempt to do that? Well, certainly Mike Lindell did of My Pillow fame. And uh, Mike Lindell had promised um, $5 million if anyone could prove that he was wrong about Chinese interference in this election. And uh, there's now an arbitration panel that has said that a, a particular engineer, who, by the way, is pro-Trump, who's voted twice for President Trump, has proven that, no, it is not true what Mike Lindell was saying. And uh, Mike Lindell um, may have to pay up $5 million. Uh, he's, of course, fighting against it. Uh, it's not the equivalent of the $787.5 that Fox is paying, but Fox is a very, very big company. Uh, there 
Any uh, belief out there that Fox will actually be helped in the long term by what was decided here? 1-800-955-1776. We will get to that as well. First off, the, uh, the announcement uh, today uh, about the SpaceX program. The uh, Space Explanations Technology Corporation is an American spacecraft manufacturer, launcher, and satellite communications corporation headquartered in Hawthorne, California. It was founded uh, in 2002, believe it or not, that's 21 years ago, by Elon Musk with a stated goal of reducing uh, space transportation costs to enable the colonization of Mars. Now, it's going to be a long time before they get to Mars. And meanwhile, they uh, are planning to take people up. Uh, but uh, t today there was a uh, uh, something happened with SpaceX Starship. It exploded shortly after launch in its uncrewed test flight. Elon Musk's rocket company says that the uh, Starship experienced a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. In other words, it blew up. And uh, the, uh, the, the tweet from Elon Musk, uh, congrats, SpaceX team, on an exciting test launch of Starship. Uh, learn a lot a for the next launch in a few months. Here's what it sounded like. As of right now, we are awaiting stage separation where Starship should separate from the super heavy booster. Yeah, Kate, right now it looks like we saw the start of the flip, but obviously we're seeing from the ground cameras the entire Starship stack continuing to rotate. We should have had separation by now. Obviously, this is uh, does not appear to be a nominal situation. Yeah, it does appear to be spinning, but I do want to remind everyone that everything after clearing the tower was icing on the cake. Fighting ended is a fireball. It blew up. Everyone here absolutely pumped to clear the pad and make it big. Or, uh, captained uh, by someone named Reed Weissman, and there's a Canadian on board the crew. Uh, a lot of excitement there. Uh, we will we will cover that. the 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 idea that people were uh, applauding. Uh, during stage separation for the SpaceX launch today, it, the, and they are plotting the fact that the rocket exploded. Parts of it were supposed to return to Earth, in fact, and to be reusable, but no real reusable situation with the kablooey instead. Uh, the um, uh, <laughs> New York Times asked, is the launch attempt really on April 20th? Yes, yes, it is. Maybe it is just a coincidence that SpaceX, the spaceflight company founded by Elon Musk, is lighting up a rocket on the 20th day of the fourth month of this year. Then again, numerous observers have noted Mr. Musk's penchant for inserting references to 420, the number associated with cannabis, uh, 
into his public dealings. Examples include the purchase price per share he proposed for Twitter, a $54.20, so get it five and then four twenty, and the share price at which he said he would take his electric car manufacturing company Tesla private, which is $420. Does this indicate a 420 involvement that helped the cheerful reaction to the explosion of the SpaceX rocket? Who knows? What we do know is that there was a victory in the House of Representatives earlier today. Big victory for Republicans, but is it a violation of civil rights? It has to do with... Michael Medved show. Uh, they had a big vote today in the House of Representatives. It uh, was a strict party line vote, uh, meaning the Republicans used their narrow majority to pass a new bill that would ban uh, biological male athletes from participating in women's and girls' sports at federally funded schools and educational institutions. In other words, if your school got federal money, then uh, you want to keep that federal money, then you do not force so-called transgendered women, meaning biological males, into teams involving uh, females. And there's a lot of strong feeling about this. There's a big new poll that shows it overwhelmingly, and this is not a conservative poll. It's in the Washington Post. And uh, it basically interviewed more than 1,000 people across the country, 1,503 people across the United States, finding that a commanding majority of Americans happen to agree with Republicans on this. And it is commonsensical that it is not fair, especially when we've gone through so much through Title IX over the years to build up women's sports, and women's sports has been a huge success all around the world, all around the country, but uh, it, it can't exist if all of a sudden those women are going to have to compete with males who are very different from uh, women. And uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy actually took advantage of the vote today, the close vote in the House without any Democratic support, but solid Republican support. Uh, He took advantage of this opportunity to uh, hail the GOP victory on this idea of protecting women in competitive sports in uh, schooling, in schools for uh, middle schools, high schools, and more. Uh, Listen to Speaker McCarthy, clip 9A. Today is a great day for America, for fairness, for families, and most importantly, for female athletes. House Republicans pledged before the last election their commitment to America to protect women and girls in sports. Today, we kept that promise. I want to thank Greg Stubbe. He has fought long and hard to make sure this bill worked through. Why? Because he watched in his own district the unfairness. He watched women who would wake up early in the morning and train. 
from a young age, sacrifice, only to find a biological man to compete. That was wrong, and we all know it's wrong. Unfortunately, today on the floor, not one Democrat could stand up for Title IX or stand up for women in sports. I believe that's wrong. And uh, look, there's a real question here. What about those members of Congress who are Democrats who have daughters? Why don't they ask them? Um, the uh, Speaker McCarthy then uh, went on to highlight courageous women who are speaking out on behalf of, yes, women's rights. Listen. Behind me today are just a few of the women that have experienced this. Macy Petty, Selena Soule, and Taylor Silverman. And there are so many more. These incredible women have dedicated their lives to the sports they love. We've watched it hearing after hearing to hear their stories. For years of waking up early and training late into the evening, they pushed themselves to the limit as humanly possible, made sacrifice, and they never gave up. They strived for excellence, and they achieved it. And they learned the value of teamwork and hard work. But because they were forced to compete against biological men, they lost out on opportunities that they deserved. They watched their peers lose out on opportunities they deserved as well. So these women did something courageous. They spoke out. They spoke out for equal opportunity, for privacy, for safety, for truth, for everything the previous generations of women who fought hard for Title IX. They are the current champions of those women 50 years ago who fought for equality, who fought for fairness in sports. And today, they had victory. Okay, uh, the way it's reported in the Washington Post, House Republicans passed a bill Thursday, that's today, that would amend a landmark federal civil rights law to bar transgender athletes from participating in girls' and women's sports. Uh, no Democrats joined with Republicans in support of the legislation which is, unfortunately, I would add, dead on arrival in the Democratic-controlled Senate. And this despite the fact that today there was also a uh, release in the Washington Post of uh, a new poll. It's reported this way. Even as increasing share of Americans report familiarity with tolerance with and tolerance for transgender people, most oppose allowing transgender female athletes, biological males, to compete against other women at the professional college and high school level, according to a Washington Post University of Maryland poll. The poll was conducted May 4th uh, through 17th, uh, and uh, among 1,503 people across the United States, this uh, found that 55% of Americans are opposed to allowing transgender women and girls to compete with other women and girls in high school sports, and 58% opposed it for college and professional sports. About 3 in 10 Americans said transgender women and girls should be allowed to compete at each of those levels. Look, the, the question here is why not make this possible for people to compete 
however they want in whatever kind of uh, uh, array they, they want to compete in. In other words, if you're transgendered, and why not go ahead and have a special category for transgendered athletes or for, it could include women athletes who want to go into that particular group or male athletes who want to go into that particular group. But to protect the idea that that women are not going to regularly have to compete against men when they don't want to, that it just seems to me is is common sense. And it seems to be common sense to most of Americans, too, in terms of giving responses to uh, uh, to to this uh, issue. And by the way, what the poll shows, it shows most people are willing to accept transgender people and to accept their their idea of themselves. But that doesn't mean putting an end effectively to women's sports, which would suddenly be dominated by biological males. Uh, we'll continue on this issue, which is explosive, and some of the new explosive issues about violence across the Outlet for outrage. It is outrageous what you are saying. The Michael Medved Show. This is outrageous. Sometimes it's outrageous when you see examples of uh, just profound uh, bias that are very, very transparent and obvious in the news. There's a, uh, a, a good website actually called Roll Call which actually monitors what goes on in the House, what goes on in the Senate. And they characterize the bill that was passed today in the House, and no, it won't pass the Senate, as a, uh, a bill that was against granting rights to uh, transgender people. And again, it's against granting rights to transgender people? How? There is, there is no ban here that says that transgender people can't participate in sports. You can set it up any way you want to. But the idea of having transgender people participate in in female sports when they are not females in a biological and in a physiological sense is is just unfair. And uh, when you, you talk about civil rights, that this is an assault, and that was the wording in uh, Roll Call, that this was an attack on transgender civil rights. Not everybody has a civil right to be on a female team. And uh, to Democrats, basically, they're trying to ignore this issue, and partially because the polling shows that they are in a minority here and badly outnumbered, Hakeem Jeffries, the Democratic leader in the House, says it's not really an issue here. Why not? Well, listen. And the extreme mega Republicans are trying to sensationalize an issue that doesn't really exist in the way that they are falsely portraying. Okay, it doesn't really exist as an issue? Then what about 
all of the prominent female athletes, the athletes who competed, for instance, with uh, Leah Thomas, a transgendered uh, female who is actually biologically male, who is a mediocre uh, swimmer for the University of Pennsylvania when he was a male. When he became a female, he's setting all these world records and winning all these championships and beating women who have given their lives to trying to win the same distinctions. By the way, we haven't even come to the question of scholarships. In other words, if you are giving athletic scholarships at, at a given school, would now some of those very precious athletic scholarships, I mean, look, I, I, I can say this, I hope I can reveal it, is uh, that uh, Jeremy Steiner, pride of Hillsdale College, has a, a pair of daughters who are both very athletic, one of whom is a really outstanding female athlete. And <laughs> look, the idea that that uh, she and uh, her family would prefer that she compete against other females, this, this is not so unnatural and not so weird. Uh, what they say about the bill that was passed today is under Stubbe's bill, and this is uh, Representative Greg Stubbe of Florida, uh, recipients of federal funding who host, operate, or facilitate women's athletic programs and uh, violate the new amendment by allowing transgender athletes to play on a girls' or women's team could risk losing that funding. Uh, there is a, a new Biden proposal, which is supposed to be a middle ground, and it makes no sense. Under the new Biden proposal, blanket bans such as those approved across the country would be barred. Uh, there have been numerous states that have adopted these bans on a statewide level. But schools could exclude trans girls and women if they justify those decisions based on educational grounds, such as the need for fairness or prevention of injury. Schools would have to, for instance, consider how competitive the sport is and the age of the students involved. Uh, during the floor debate today, Republicans adopted an amendment from Representative Andrew Ogles, Republican Tennessee, that would protect public schools that follow the bill's instruction from possible lawsuits, quote, accusing them of discrimination or harassment. There was also an amendment from Representative Nancy Mace, Republican South Carolina, that would study the adverse effects of allowing transgender women to participate in women's sports and the psychological effects on cisgender women and girls uh, was also adopted. That study would then be delivered to Congress. As a woman who is pro-LGBTQ, said Nancy Mace, I don't care how you dress. I don't care what pronoun you take. I don't care if you change your gender. But we ought to protect biological women and girls in their athletics. And she speaks of somebody who was uh, somebody, something of a, a ground setter herself. She was the first female graduate of the Citadel, which is the outstanding military college in South Carolina that uh, has been a very big part of American history. There was also uh, today a, a high school athlete named Peyton McNabb, who is a biological female, female all the way. 
She uh, recently spoke about her experience in a volleyball match where she actually ended up suffering a severe injury. Why? Well, let her explain. This is clip seven. My name is Peyton McNabb. I'm a senior at Hawassi Dam High School in Murphy, North Carolina. Um, due to the North Carolina High School Athletic Association policy allowing biological males to compete against biological females, my life has forever been changed. On September 1st, 2022, I was severely injured in a high school volleyball game by a transgender athlete on the opposing team. I suffered from a concussion and neck injury that to this day I'm still recovering from. Other injuries I still suffer from today include impaired vision, partial paralysis on my right side, constant headaches, as well as anxiety and depression. I was unable to play the rest of my last volleyball season, and although I'm currently playing softball, I'm not able to perform as well as I know I have in the past because of the injury. My ability to learn, retain, comprehend has also been impaired and I require accommodations at school for testing because of this. I could go on and on about how this incident has affected my life, but I'm not here for that because I'm not here for me. Because for me, I know that my time playing is coming to an end. I'm here for every biological female athlete behind me. My little sister, my cousins, my teammates. Allowing biological males to compete against biological females is dangerous. I may be the first to come before you with an injury, but if this doesn't pass, I won't be the last. Okay, uh, what happened to her was the uh, biological male on the other team uh, spiked the ball, a volleyball, directly into her face at high speed. Uh, she continues to recover from the incident as she was describing. And look, we're talking about volleyball. Uh, there are uh, there are other uh, sports that could certainly lend themselves uh, far more prominently. Uh, for instance, basketball. Uh, it it the the opportunity for injury. And, uh, and then, of course, there is a question, what about wrestling, uh, which is also a high school sport, where the, the entire idea that it is somehow inappropriate to allow women to have their own sports where they compete against other women only, uh, that just does not seem to be radical or off the reservation. of debate. It's the Michael Medved Show. And is it outrageous to suggest that men and women are fundamentally, profoundly, uh, uh, irreducibly different? That men and women are not identical? There's actually a new report uh, featured in the Washington Post. And it's a, a report about the crisis in male health. Everybody knows women have a longer life expectancy than men. It turns out it's much longer. It is growing, that difference between men and women. And on one health issue after another, 
uh, men are experiencing a national health crisis. We will get to that coming up because it deserves attention and it deserves some recognition about some of the realities of human life. Uh, we will get to that question of uh, the male health crisis coming up on the Medved show. Uh, to give the Democrats their due, uh, yesterday the youngest Democrat, in fact he is the youngest member of the House uh, of, of Representatives, Maxwell Frost of Florida, he uh, on the House floor slammed the GOP bill banning uh, transgendered athletes from uh, girls uh, school sports. And uh, here is the way he characterized the fight. This is uh, Maxwell Frost, clip 10. These are the priorities of the Republican majority. Not addressing gun violence, rising rent, or, or, or medical bills, but violating the privacy of children. And I'm glad I get previews. I get like special previews of what this Republican majority is going to try to do in this body because they're simply taking bills that are being passed in Florida and across the South, horrible bills, and trying to get them passed up here. This isn't about a problem that needs a solution, but about politicians looking for a target. We want freedom and liberty for all of our people, and they want the government to be in children's pants. Disgusting. History will not look kindly on this. Trans people will continue to fight for equity. We will be right by their side, and we will win. Okay, uh, again, the idea of equity then uh, erases, in Maxwell Frost's estimation, the idea of any difference between men and women. And, in other words, the entire idea of Title IX was to try to facilitate women's sports by not requiring the women to compete against men, which is just so fundamental. And uh, then Nancy Pelosi, who is still a member of Congress, don't forget, she's not speaker anymore, but uh, she spoke on the House floor and had this to say about the uh, bill under consideration recognizing that we are all God's children, I rise in opposition to this legislation because trans, trans kids are all God's children, belong in sports, in schools, in books, in families, and on teams. It's really important for us as leaders in our country to speak with respect for all of the people in our country. Trans kids listen and hear what we say, and we do not want to do them harm for whatever purpose on the floor of this house. Okay, the, the idea that you do them harm on the floor of the house, uh, you do them harm by ruling out uh, the idea of freedom of choice in terms of which team you want to participate in as long as you allow a situation where there is not unfairness and contempt and destruction for uh, female athletics by uh, not allowing females to choose, if they want to choose, to be in female-only sports. If they want to choose to compete with men, either men who identify as women. By the way, one of the big new, there's a Pew Research poll, which we featured on this show, 
is that among uh, people who identify as transgendered, uh, it is only a half who regularly identify with the, uh, the, the gender that they have chosen as opposed to being cisgendered. In other words, there, there's all kinds of people with all kinds of choices and uh, all kinds of different approaches going on. For instance, uh, Bill Maher uh, actually expressed, I think, what is some of the national backlash against woke ideology. And uh, particularly, look, okay, there's also the idea of equality among crash dummies. No, uh, this is apparently a very big issue. Representative uh, Rosa DeLauro of New Haven, Connecticut, uh, praised uh, the transportation secretary, the ever-so-woke uh, Pete Buttigieg, for developing, for the first time, a female crash test dummies. Okay, why is this important? Listen, clip 12. You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development, and this is an area I've, I've written to you about, of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. Okay, gender inequity, uh, inequity we, we were talking uh, moments ago about uh, the, the difficulty that men have. And one of the areas where... <laughs> There is a, a, a great uh, uh, preponderance of male victims has to do with traffic accidents. Higher for boys and men than for girls and women. Is there some way to address that? Not by trying to shorten the lifespan, God forbid, a thousand times, of our sisters and daughters and wives and mothers. But uh, maybe adjusting some of the factors in medical practice and the, the way that we have set that up in the United States uh, to have greater equality between men and women. Uh, there is also this from the New York Times, a headline, Lots of Americans are losing their religion. Have you? And in the United States... Every year, somewhere between 6,000 and 10,000 churches close down. Now, that doesn't mean that religion itself is ending because people, some of the people who never attend church still say that they pray, that they believe in God. But what is causing right now this uh, explosion of the so-called nuns and uh, the, uh, the idea of shutting down uh, churches everywhere, because if you're talking about 6,000 to 10,000 churches closing every year, you're talking about a very big change in the national landscape. Uh, we will get to that. We will also get to the ongoing uh, fights about how we remember and how we understand the election of 2020. And uh, there is one issue where there's actually some pretty solid Republican leadership. And what about the sputtering 
DeSantis campaign. That and more in this greatest nation on God's green.